Luis Adima. I'm a researcher in creative technology and games design at Brunel University London. I'm delighted to welcome you to this podcast about mixed reality applications in cultural heritage. I've started this podcast to explore in more depth the challenges and opportunities in designing and developing mixed reality experiences for cultural heritage. Some of them emerged during an online symposium that I ran in June 2020 that brought together heritage industry professionals, researchers and technology developers. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how a cometed reality can be used as a tool for scientific analysis of historical objects and how it can help take the research outside the research labs of museums and the public domain. Diamond Lab is a company that does exactly that, and I have the pleasure to have today with me Dr. Eleonora Bakke and Rory Rodenhäuser, who will talk to me about their work through the company. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, so I would like to uh, start by asking you, Eleonora, a little bit about your work, uh, your background, and uh, how, how come you uh, uh, founded this company. Yes, I am Dr. Elnora Bakki, founder of the project, and together with Roy Rodenhäuser as creative technologist, we are aiming to provide a tool which allows researchers to gather objects of interest and simplify the cataloging and comparison of the same objects, as well as making them interactive to have a deeper understanding and open a range of possibilities. Um, hi, I'm uh, Roy Rosenhäuser. Um, I'm a creative technologist with a background in computer science. Um, my first involvement in projects related to cultural heritage was in, uh, in Mexico, uh, developing an interactive application for schools in uh, indigenous communities to help preserve Tzeltal, a Maya language. Uh, and I work in media as well as, uh, as a VR, AR consultant collaborating with uh, uh, Dr. Eleonora back into the Diamond Lab project by building prototypes for a variety of uh, devices, including virtual reality and mixed reality headsets. Yes, as um, Marisa was uh, asking before, uh, I um, uh, how I how we started com- the company, this project is like it's like that. I I felt a lack of such a tool and more in general of the support of technology during the research for my PhD. So I had to deal with unique objects, in my case, medieval manuscripts, which were scattered all around the world. And I wanted to provide an analysis of the witnesses together with a critical edition of the text. So I did not have the possibility to physically collect and compare the witnesses, And after working directly with the originals, the only material I could take with me and work on were digital copies or photographs, which have many limits, and then move to another collection and start all over again. So the technology employed is unfitting for research and the potential tech applications boost productivity. As to say, while dealing with something that is complex by nature. Uh, I had to dedicate an excessive amount of energy to the technological tools, which often were creating more problems than solving them. This 
happen, of course, because those same tools were not thought and programmed for what I was doing and therefore they were unfit. So we thought of building Diamond Lab, which develops services for research in order to scientifically analyze objects and providing a data management platform to preserve cultural heritage through AR and VR. Uh, the, projects, uh, the project aims to visually link metadata to real artifacts, uh, to empower researchers during fieldwork, and also to provide research institutions with a dynamic tool, kind of bridging reality and digital information. So our product tries to link metadata to the real objects, employing augmented and mixed reality and contextualizes the object in its environment. It also allows users to share annotations and enables them to work together, gathering information and live updating them. These can be done both through AR headsets like HoloLens and mobile devices or tablets. Basically, what you need is a camera. You can also gather these objects together and work on them remotely as a kind of portable lab on your laptop. And yes, this tool boosts productivity as it aims to empower the user, allowing him to put together objects that normally cannot be displaced and also to interact with them on 3D replicas. So mm. that's, that's um, so uh, I want to ask what you said about con um, contextual with the AR you can contextualize the object in its environment and um, I wonder what do um, well I guess one question would be what do the museum research labs do but mostly the the question is what type of data would uh, the experts need to see and what does the contextualization of the objects in its environment mean how do you do that through VR and AR Yes. So a museum research lab is an extension of the museum itself and its goal to preserve physical objects. Hence, one of its priorities is to preserve and maintain the integrity of the collections. Uh, such a task may involve the analysis of the object via modern technologies to assess its state and adequately advise the institution on necessary preservation tasks, as well as logistical aspects. For example, when an object is loaned for an exhibition to another museum, therefore has to travel, and if it's safe for it to do so. Uh, another priority is to answer questions from a historical point of view. Aspects such as dating, origin, authenticity, composition, etc., that helps in contextualizing the object itself. So we know that museums have vast collections in their archives, along with their data, and what they choose to display is only a small part of it. So the data around the chosen object is mainly displayed during an exhibition or if the object pertains to a stable collection. With the purpose of engaging the visitor, new ways of interaction and storytelling uh, are being explored. 
An example where data and technology pair to give a successful communication result could be the Gebelin Man, which is a red hand mummy displayed in the Egyptian section of the British Museum under a glass with controlled temperature and pressure. Beside it, you will find a considerably sized touch screen through which the visitor can interact with a 3D model and has also access to research such as CT scans. So basically the aim is to be able to put everything together uh, so that you can see a bigger picture around the, the object of interest itself. Yeah, I think in, um, I mean, answer your, your question uh, around what type the, the, of data the, the museum uh, needs. Uh, well, we want the museum to uh, to work with uh, the, the existing data. So, so we don't want to ask the museum for uh, any spatial data. So that's, uh, I think, a, a task on our end to transform any data currently available in a format that we can work on uh, using these new uh, these new tools like augmented reality. Mm -hmm. And uh, what ways have um, the museums, the museums labs, and the re museum researchers have been using so far to um, uh, to work, like to exchange maybe uh, the da this data? Because as you said, you have museums around the world, and mm, sometimes one researcher in one museum might meet. Uh, data from an object or, you know, to be able to see the object of another, of that, that exists, you know, in a museum in the other side of the world. So what, what type of technologies use so far and how does AR and VR um, extend that or, or offers um, different ways, uh, more opportunities for, for this ex data exchange and, and also the exploration of these historical objects? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you if may uh, jump in. Uh, I think the, so far, uh, especially during exhibitions, we, we've seen some uh, interesting technologies that, that tries to make the uh, the content more engaging or uh, even interactive. Uh, so we've seen exhibitions uh, using, for example, projection mapping uh, to to bring to life a story uh, using the object uh, itself as uh, uh, as the subject as. Um, as the canvas onto which to project this story. Uh, other means using uh, touch interfaces, uh, so devices such as, uh, for example, tablets and, uh, or similar or even larger interactive surfaces to interact with uh, a digital uh, representation of um, the, the, the same object that perhaps uh, shows some other layer of uh, uh, of information that is not visible on the object itself. And that could be, uh, uh, for example, an X-ray view of the same objects. Um, but uh, with, uh, uh, with AR, well, the, the possibility to, to visually overlay information onto reality enhances the, uh, the physical aspect of the object itself as opposed to a digital representation of, uh, of the same. Uh, augmented reality places the, the object at the center of the tension and, uh, and allows it to become the, the very interface into its own uh, metadata. Um, yeah, an example of uh, uh, that we worked on is the 
proof of concept we developed around the, the Queen of the Night, also known as the Burnie Relief, uh, which is a terracotta relief from Southern uh, Mesopotamia, uh, depicting the, god, uh, the goddess Ishtar or Inanna, uh, which is in, currently on display at the British Museum. So we found that a documented color reconstruction uh, carried out by the researcher uh, Dominic Colon uh, was already published in printed, in printed form in uh, 2005. So we used this material to showcase the potential in uh, communicating scientific results to, to the public uh, through uh, augmented reality by turning a, a mobile device into a lens through which the artifact is seen as if uh, fully painted. And uh, to bring to life the, this, uh, this color re reconstruction in front of the visitor's eyes, uh, we've employed uh, a photogrammetry 3D scan as well as um, uh, an object detection SDK called uh, Vuforia uh, in order to develop a demo mobile app that overlays the polychrome reconstruction on top of the uh, original uh, artifact uh, itself. And, um, and we're looking forward to, to developing more examples uh, such as uh, this one uh, using uh, scientific uh, color reconstructions uh, such as the work from scientist uh, Dr. Joanne Dyer from the British Museum uh, Research Center who's conducted extensive work uh, in the field, but this could also be applied to uh, other type of, uh, uh, of data beyond uh, polychrome uh, reconstructions, uh, for example, uh, CT scan uh, data or, or, or other. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, is the, the, the applications, I think probably in being interesting more in the AR side, the applications you develop for the experts, for the researchers, different to the ones you would de um, develop for the public. And I'm talking, uh, having just in my mind, the way that it is now the mobile AR and the smart glass AR, you know, like Microsoft HoloLens, which um, is, is far more advanced in, in things that you can do, uh, you know, with eye tracking, et cetera. And it's being used quite a lot, uh, you know, in manufacturing where you can have uh, an object and have all of this information around the object and you can manipulate it. And uh, I guess to an extent, of course, you can do the same thing for both the public and the experts, but is there any difference in terms of design and difference in terms of design in the design approach between these two groups? Yes, um, should, I, should I go? Yes, please <laughs> Okay, go. I'll go. Um, yes, yes, uh, I think the, um, there is, um, so from, uh, uh, from the, 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 the scientist's point of view, we have uh, uh, more a productivity tool uh, as well as a, a viewing tool to, 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 to see the data uh, they're working on. Uh, so, so the scientists uh, sh should have, the, uh, should have the, the right tools to, uh, to visualize such data and perhaps create uh, more uh, more data, collateral data uh, around it, so to be able to add metadata and edit uh, this data. Uh, mm -hmm. While the uh, on the end user side, so on the visitor side, uh, we want them to to consume the data, so they wouldn't be able to uh, to edit the data, the original data, 
they are able to interact with it. Yes, definitely. Perhaps visualize, uh, a color uh, move from a color reconstruction to an X-ray scan, and uh, and also somehow question uh, the object itself. So be able to uh, to have their answers, uh, their, sorry, their questions uh, answered by uh, by the object um, itself. Um, so, for example, if uh, if if the visitor were to uh, to question the origin, so the original location, uh, perhaps through augmented reality, uh, we could display um, the 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 original environment that we think the the object uh, was uh, was situated um, uh, originally. Mm -hmm. And so this also calls for um, like a collaborative even like experience. Uh, in the beginning, I was thinking that uh, this could be a collaboration, which VR and AR can do that now, um, between experts. So say there are two experts in different places and they all look at the same object and they are able to annotate it and you know work with it. Um, but then also this could be used in terms of design for the audience as well, as you just said, to be able to you know, pose questions or um, there could be some kind, some kind of social interaction, couldn't there be, especially between the audiences and the museum itself. So it's not only like a, a, a one way uh, giving of information, passing information and knowledge onto the audience, but also uh, from the audience back to the museum. Is that possible? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, the user experience is different uh, depending on the end user. So for us, the feedback from uh, research labs and researchers is extremely valuable. We, we, we start building uh, from what they uh, for their research to be successful. Also, yes, there is a kind of interaction, uh, as you said, uh, that could prove very useful between the audience and the museum, because in this way, you have um, a direct feedback on uh, how the audience, for example, performed, how employed this uh, metadata tool, and uh, what was their experience, what they were more interested in. in. Uh, so basically you can also collect data on fruition itself. Mm -hmm. And what, um, so you've, you've done a lot of projects so far um, with, with museums. Um, have, there any, have there been any challenges while you're developing these projects? Um, uh, any kind of challenges, design, technical? Yes, I think dealing with uncertainty from a technical and business point of view. Uh, we're working with technologies that are in constant development and subject to ongoing changes, which is also the beauty of it. So the tools we employ uh, to develop an application might change drastically in, in a future iteration, forcing us to rebuild part of our solutions from scratch. So the approach to failure is, is, is another challenge that we had to learn to approach it as, as a necessary 
learning uh, opportunity. Nevertheless, uh, during the recent years, the consumption of, of media has, and we start really from this idea that the consumption of media has shifted from passive formal reception of content generated even by widely recognized institutions to a participatory uh, activity that sees everyone involved in the production of images, videos, articles, as well as metadata that adds a searchability, if we want to call it that way, to what people captured in digital form. So the internet has been the main catalyzer behind this phenomenon and enabled, it enabled a network of digital information that had also contributed to an unprecedented level of integration between the real and the digital world. Also, thanks to the massive proliferation of access points such as mobile devices. Mm. So AR, AI and even Internet of Things are making the line between these two words thinner to such a point that every physical object could be turned into an interface with access to everything that is linked to it. So yes, th this shift um, has been present in the cultural sector too. And therefore the user is not a passive actor anymore, but an active member of cultural heritage fruition. So this is beneficial in many aspects where the institutions have to deal with tangible or intangible cultural heritage or directly involve communities outside the common target audience. So yes, to deliver a successful service and enhance the user experience, digital technology and participative media are natural and effective allies. So we are in a place where every object has a story to tell, sometimes even literally like museum in a box is doing, uh, which is supported by research, true research, uh, done behind the scenes and yet essential in understanding the heritage value that each of these uh, objects represent. So yes, we employ many technologies which probably are going to change in, in the very in the very near future. Mm -hmm. And so from AR to projection mapping and also 3D prints. Um, so we just try to contextualize the objects while communicating successfully with an impact the, the results of research, which often lie in the back line. It, it is also very uh, stimulating that it is an ongoing process where technologies are, are changing so much. I, I'm personally, I'm fond of augmented reality, but still it depends what you want to represent and uh, which technology you want to employ to uh, present uh, a good result and to communicate successfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's not about the technology, but about what you want to do and yeah. then finding the appropriate to do, to, to do that, absolutely. Uh, and how, because you've worked with a lot of institutions, uh, heritage institutions, 
how do they approach all these fuzziness and uncertainty and different technologies and uh, you know at the, at time at the times where there is i guess not enough funding uh, as well to uh, to be you know to be able to explore and experiment uh, or do you find that this is not the case Roy can speak uh, more broadly about uh, how we came into contact with research lab the british museum they, they actually contacted us because uh, they seen what what we were doing so if probably wants to introduce uh, yeah, sorry, I, I think I missed the question, <laughs> Marisa, could, could you please repeat it? And I was just asking about how, because Eleonora talked about all these yes. uh, changes in technologies and how do the heritage institutions approach this uncertainty in these different technologies and I guess, you know, at the time where there is some funding cuts or uh, they're trying to find where the priorities lay and in relation to their audiences as well. So what have been your insights working in this field and within institutions um, in terms of uh, creating these projects, whether they could be like proof of concepts or like a fully yes. fleshed out project? Uh, I think there is a, a, an appetite for, for what we do, uh, especially if it, if it does answer some of the, uh, the needs of uh, or the institution or a research center, uh, for example. And um, yeah, and we're talking mostly about uh, communication needs, right? Uh, so if augmented reality can really, uh, can really help in disseminating or communicating um, the findings from, uh, from a laboratory to, to the widest, uh, uh, audience possible, then, uh, then yes, uh, we, we found that there, there, is, uh, uh, there is interest. Uh, and probably that's the, one of the biggest learnings that uh, we, uh, we had during um, uh, working on, uh, on the Diamond Lab project is, uh, is that we realized we were answering to a communication need. Um, uh, yes, so I, I think that's the point. As long as we uh, we help in the uh, in the, the, the dissemination uh, tasks from uh, from an institution, uh, there be uh, there be interest and um, uh, support. Mm -hmm. So the the need for dissemination is where it uh, what starts the project, for example. So in the British Museum, Eleonora, that you mentioned, um, came to you. Um, asking for your help to disseminate the research um, outcome or? Yes, um, basically, until a couple of years ago, not even, not definitely more than that, uh, you started seeing, uh, you know, this kind of new technologies that uh, were starting to get uh, um, incorporated uh, into research, uh, especially in, in, in the humanities. But at first they were indeed, as I said before, uh, suspicious, like what, what can we do with these? Is it, uh, it wasn't clear. And then uh, I don't remember because we, we were, we, no, yes. We uh, did some previous work on some Yashinam uh, lintels, which are uh, uh, lintels have still held at the British Museum, which is, by the way, uh, 
our point of reference because we are based in London and we go there of, often. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were working at the very beginning at adding layers of data. Uh, so uh, in this case, it was color. So we made, it wasn't uh, based on research. So we were actually just playing with it, adding color to the, to the lintel to see what the result would have been. And yes, this led after a while to uh, reconstructing uh, the Queen of the Night, where, as Roy uh, mentioned earlier, uh, we added metadata related to the column reconstruction based on uh, research uh, carried out by Dominique Colomb. Um, Roy, would you like to add something? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the first pro- projects that grabbed the, the interest from uh, uh, from uh, a few institutions was uh, exactly the one that uh, Eleon- Eleonora referenced. Uh, some work we did around the uh, lintel, a Mayan Mayan uh, lintel from um, the archeo- archaeological site of uh, of Yaxchilan. In, um, in Mexico, and uh, yeah, and that work uh, it wasn't based on any uh, on any research. Uh, it was just a proof of concept of uh, of uh, adding a layer, uh, adding a virtual layer on top of uh, of reality. In that case, it was uh, some uh, ima- imaginated, uh, imagined. Sorry. Uh, imagine color reconstruction, but um, not, not not supported by by research. But still, that uh, that grabbed the, the attentions from uh, multiple institutions. So we started having uh, some conversations, and uh, through those conversations, uh, we found some um, uh, some scientific work. For example, the one uh, done around uh, the Queen of the Night. So, based on that work, we, we then produced uh, a more, we we'll say, a more serious, uh, some more serious uh, results. But until now, we uh, we always worked uh, all the proof of concept we, we produce are uh, were done independently. Yes, mm-hmm. with uh, with the advice and uh, uh, with the kind advice of individuals from. Uh, uh, from research labs, uh, but still it is uh, independent work. So to date, not, uh, not commissioned by uh, by mm-hmm. an in- institution. Mm-hmm. And also the the pandemic kind of well, that this has happened to everyone in the world. Everything got stuck completely because it's true what we do on one hand it's it's true that you have the this tool that it is a virtual uh, tool which gives accessibility but on the other is like you have to be there in order to build it and uh, you have to deal with the objects then once you have made a collection once you have worked on metadata, how all these layers can have a dialogue between themselves, then okay, you have um, a tool uh, that can uh, guide visitors through uh, even 
virtual uh, exhibition of, of the collected objects. But on, on the other hand, still the pandemic, uh, I think of it, it helped people to value more this kind of virtual tools. So let's see what happens in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no, it's interesting now in order to create this content that can be viewed by anyone everywhere virtually, you have to actually be in the place to uh, to do the photogrammetry or to yeah. 3D scan objects and uh, etc. Um, yes, uh, it's true and it's a situation that um, affected uh, everyone. Mm, but hopefully, uh, well, um, once things start working a little bit more, we kind of return to a kind of new normality. Um, there, will, there will be more interest, you know, from from research labs into finding these alternative ways uh, working uh, with the historical objects and accessing them, basically. Um, uh, so one, I, I have one last question, I think, which is, I know that you two come from two different disciplines. Uh, Eleanor, you're a his, historian, historian, uh, researcher. Yeah. And Roy, you come from uh, digital design, interaction design. Uh, IT. IT, computer science. Computer science, yeah. Computer science. Um, uh, so and I'm, I'm, I'm really um, fond always of interdisciplinary collaboration. So I wanted to ask you, how do you, you two work uh, together in, in this project? So before, we, we knew each other before starting the project and uh, we would share about each other's disciplines and we soon realized that with our different abilities, our different backgrounds, uh, there was an opportunity to collaborate together on developing new tools for researchers using mixed reality. I am uh, very fascinated, uh, I am tech addicted and I, I really felt the lack of proper technological tools while I was doing my research. And I was also um, very interested about the idea of uh, working on uh, 3D replicas and also, well, from the background of my studies, I, I also made a, um, a lot of work around image and, and the representation of image. And so I, I kind of sort of putting everything together. And also Roy uh, worked in um, cultural heritage before because he was doing uh, this intangible, preservation of intangible uh, cultural heritage. In his case, it was uh, a language at risk of extinction. So we kind of said, if we don't do it, I mean, there are more things we're going to lose if we don't do it. The, the worst thing that can happen to us is like, it doesn't work. But still, we, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I always found, uh, I think, fascinating the, the appeal of uh, uh, interactive uh, technologies. Uh, to tell uh, a story or an enriching, uh, enriching story, um, so starting with um, 
very simple uh, interactive uh, experiences from from a screen uh, to some something more uh, more experiential uh, and tangible as the experiences that for example augmented reality uh, can um, uh, can offer but uh, yeah but my, my background is uh, computer science uh, I'm not an expert in uh, in cultural heritage, uh, instead, uh, instead with with, uh, with a Leonardo's background, well, uh, I have uh, I have access to uh, to a vast, uh, uh, I think, uh, vast uh, collection of uh, possible uh, possible subjects uh, to. Uh, to to, uh, which studies can, can be brought to life uh, using emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, thank you both very much. Thanks to you. It was uh, very enlightening. And for our listeners, the work of Diamond Labs will be on the link at the description. Mm -hmm.